Gracious Heavenly Father, you are so good. You are so good to us. You love us without end. You so loved us that you gave us the greatest gift, your only Son and His life. Help us to be good to you today. Help us to love you, especially this week of Thanksgiving. In the most loving name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's read 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 to 11. 1 Peter 4, 7 to 11. And above all things is near. Therefore be alert and be of a sober mind, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as a faithful stores of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as the one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and, and the power forever and ever. Amen. This passage is so-called the eschatological homily or sermon of Peter, since he started with the statement, the end of all things is near. So this eschatological sermon, Peter tells us to do four things. That is, number one, pray with alertness and sober mind. And Jonathan is a very, you know, uh, uh, it's very, I mean, you're right. I think it's very insightful. Peter is, is connecting to Gethsemane's, you know, the prayer. He was there when Jesus prayed. It's the, you know, last prayers. And then love each other deeply, number two. And number three, offer hospitality. And number four, use spiritual gifts properly. I want to focus on hospitality. Since hospitality is what we do during this week, the Thanksgiving week. Also in our text today, hospitality is a specific example of loving one another. And this time by receiving others into our homes and making them feel welcome and meeting their needs, and providing for them and place of a fellowship and acceptance. But Peter knows that people are better at conforming externally than doing something from the heart. So accordingly, Peter added a phrase, without grumbling, without grumbling. I smile because oftentimes when Jamie and I, we host and then, you know, we grumble at each other, you know. By the way, hospitality is a widely recognized virtue in the ancient Middle East and even now. So even today, when many people in the world, like Middle Easterns and people of Turkey and Koreans, they visit their friends and family, they always bring gifts and their hosts also bring out the best, you know, uh, uh, hospitality such as uh, meals and uh, refreshment. For Christians, hospitality has a historical and theological significance. J.N.D. Kelly, a very important and a great juristic scholar, said, 
Hospitality formed the foundation of a Christian movement. Hospitality formed the foundation of a Christian movement. When Jesus, for instance, when Jesus sent out the twelve, he he told them that they were to find a place to stay that offered the hospitality. So missionaries would trust God and relied on God for providing the person of a hospitality whenever they go to a new place. And when Jesus needed a place for the Last Supper, he, our Lord, arranged a place of a hospitality on his own because of Judas Iscariot. You remember the Livingstone Bible study. And the early church's practice of celebrating the Lord's Supper or communion together is rooted once again, Jesus practicing of eating with the disciples. Thus, the early church regularly expresses a love for one another within the context of a hospitality. Now, when we serve and offer hospitality, we shouldn't do alone by ourselves with the strength of God strength that God provides. That's why Peter added in the verse 11 that if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Here I find that a strength that God provides is none other than serving, obeying example of Jesus Christ. So that's why, you know, through our service, God may be praised through Jesus. When we serve, we need to serve one another with a servanthood and obedience and love of Jesus. Christ served everyone who came to him. Christ met needs, needs of everyone who wanted him. Christ is a truly embodiment of hospitality. And the Greek word for hospitality is a philozenos, philozenos. Philo, as you know, is a love. Philo, 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 you know, Philadelphia, brotherly love, city of a brotherly love. And xeno is from, it means a stranger. Xenophobia, xenophobia. Hospitality simply means love of strangers. Literally love of strangers. So hospitality is risky and costly, inconvenient. Inconvenient and uncomfortable, and once again, sometimes dangerous. It might never pay us back immediately, but great thing about hospitality is our God is God of hospitality, and God loves not just strangers but us sinners. God is the Father of all particle, so when we serve, we have to remember that we are not serving alone but we are serving with the Lord. We are serving in the spirit of Jesus. And when we serve others in the attitude and spirit of Jesus, we truly praise God. And God is pleased with us. Let us make our hospitality a holy service to God and to each other. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for you are God of hospitality. We thank you for always welcoming us with an embrace and kiss. You slaughtered more than a fattened calf for us. You made your only son the Lamb of God for us. You clothed us with a more than a rich garment. You clothed us with the righteousness of Christ. Now help us to serve others with you 
in your hospitality mission. May our service today and also during Thanksgiving week bring us closer to you. In the most hospitable name of Jesus, we all pray. Amen.